0: Today's episode is brought to you by Ozark Christian College. You know, many people want to make a lasting kingdom impact with their lives, but they're not really sure where to start. At Ozark Christian College, the Master of Arts in Biblical Ministry will equip you for effective ministry rooted in Scripture. This degree is for people serving in a church, nonprofit, or parachurch organization. With online and on-campus options, the Master of Arts in Biblical Ministry prepares you to answer the kingdom assignment God has for you. Learn more and apply for free at occ.edu/masters. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Disciple Maker's podcast. This is your host, Dave Stovall, and I'm glad you're joining me today. Today we've got Dr. Ron Ballard and Pastor Delano Robinson, and they are with Navigators Church Ministries. This is their fourth and final track session from last year's forum. Ron was actually trained by Navigators back in the 60s and they gave us some great insight into how a discipleship culture can produce disciples that just don't ever give up. Even when there's conflict, when they get burned out, they just keep going. It was awesome hearing from Dr. Ron and Delano's perspectives on this issue, and I believe you're really going to enjoy this episode as I did. All right, let's go ahead and jump in, and let's hear from Navigator's final track session featuring Ron Ballard and Delano Robinson.
1: This session, um, we're going to be led by... Dr. Ron Ballard and Pastor Delina Robinson, these, mm-hmm. these men have been uh, laboring as pastors for decades. Um, Pastor Ron uh, was trained by the Navigators in the 60s mm-hmm. and has done a whole lot since then. Uh, and he, he and I actually met each other about a year ago, year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and was a real answer to prayer as I've been developing disciple-making and networking in Dayton amongst pastors and churches um, all the pastors in church that I was working with looked like me, and I was praying, "God, we need some some people that look like the kingdom, uh, mm-hmm. not just one little slice of it." And uh, started to network around and and got connected with Dr. Ballard, and it's mm-hmm. been a real blessing uh, to me and hopefully to him as well to interact because mm-hmm. I feel like we're on on the same page doing the same thing. And not only was he doing it in his church, but he has developed a network of pastors. In the african-american community in Dayton Cincinnati um, pastors legacy ministries um, and that's how he's connected to Delano who pastors in Cincinnati and so really excited for you guys to hear from them and i'm sure you're going to be blessed by what they share so.
2: amen thank you Justin
1: really appreciate the privilege
2: to be here with you all today um, The topic that uh, our dear brother asked me to do is entitled, A Core Team That Won't Give Up. And uh, he asked me because I was an old man and and my experience of being on this journey for over 50 years, committed to the ministry of discipleship. I noticed that there are times in our own lives Uh, when we get tired, discouraged, and want to give up from the ministry of discipleship and making disciple makers for Christ. I just want to tell you a little bit about my journey uh, and my introduction. But before I do, let's bow for a word of prayer. Precious Father, we want to thank you so much, God, for the privilege to be your mouthpiece at this hour and we ask you Almighty God to give ears to hear what the Spirit of God will say to his church today. Thank you, Father, for these men and women who have answered your call to make disciples of our nations. Amen. I received Jesus Christ in 1967 as my Lord and Savior through the ministry of the Navigators Uh, About a year later, I was transferred to, I got orders, I was in the military, to go to Okinawa, Japan. And when I arrived there, uh, they were having a mission conference, and it was the first mission conference that I had ever attended. The speaker was a man by the name of Doug Spock, who was over the... Uh, Ministry for the Navigators in mainland China. And um, and, uh, he spoke that night on the topic, the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And to make a long story short, my friend, I realized that night that I had never made Christ the Lord of my life. He was my Savior, but I didn't understand about Lordship. And in the midst of that, he talked about the cost of discipleship. And an illustration he gave was that if God called you to China, live in a hut, eat rice the rest of your life, never able to get married, and never return back to America, are you willing to do that? That night, I made that decision as he talked about discipleship. And it was just like a, a calling on my life. It was not just like obeying a command, but it was like a calling that came on my life to go and make disciples. As we talk about a discipleship culture my friend we had over 200 men every week that we were discipling you know they may be part of the leadership team of six and we were dis- discipling these guys and and we had a big culture of discipleship going and and uh, but soon I had to leave and get out of the military and uh, went back where there was no culture but I continued to make disciples why because it was in my heart I made that commitment I made Jesus the Lord of my life I counted the cost to do this the rest of my life and I continue to make disciples okay they may come when you may not have others around you but yet God have called you to make disciples as a believer now I'm I'm, I'm cutting my introduction short but After over 50 years of experience in making disciples and disciple makers for Christ, my friend, there there were many times I come to the place in my life whereby I wanted to give up. I wanted to quit. And I'm going to give you a testimony a little later. Uh, A core team, my first point is a core team must have a common vision. Now, what is that common vision? In that common vision, as we I, and I'm telling you, I'm following the outline that uh, uh, our dear Brother Justin have written a uh, book and a hard copy book. Some of you perhaps have it by now. And uh, and uh, we talk about a core team. And so, my friends, a core team must have a common vision uh, to reach the loss for Christ is one. My friend, in Luke 19, 10, in this book, he says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. But we also we notice in Mark 16, 15, we get the command to go to make disciples of all nations, my friend, to preach the gospel rather to all to, uh, in, to every creature. John 20, 21, he says, as the Father have sent me, even so sent I you. And then the second part of this common vision is to make disciples of every nation. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, as you are going, he says, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you and lo i am with you even until the end of the age so this is a the great commission command to go and make disciples of all nations and the third part of this vision is to make disciple makers for christ my friend this is the common question that i get often you know how do you Take a disciple that you have made that, that God have used you to make to get him started in making disciples. But this is part of the vision. And my friend, I saw this so clearly in Second Timothy, chapter two, uh, verse two, it says, and the things, my friend, which thou hast heard of me from many witnesses, he said, Girl, he says, commit thyself to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. My friend, the only kind of person that you can disciple is a faithful person. And the navigators I learned back in the 60s, we we, we used to say the only kind of person you can disciple is a fat person. One who is faithful, available and teachable. And I, I used that one time at a conference. This one lady came up to me and said she was offended. She thought I was talking about her weight. But but this is the vision that God have given to the body of Christ, my friend, in your core team. And without this vision, our team will lack direction and confidence to carry out what they have been called to do. You see, so the team must have a common vision to make disciples. And then. The critical point of the process, in this process, and that might not even be in, that was one of the points he had in his book that uh, you uh, may not have. When I sent him my outline, I forgot this, this one. But, but anyway, the critical point in the process of a core team, uh, core team members come together because they believe that together they can do something that they cannot do alone. That's why a core team come together. This is important here. A cult- core team must have a common vision and own it together. They must own it together. The goal, as he says in this book, is not to make a disciple making team, but instead a disciple making culture. And when I read his book, I asked myself, what was a What is a culture? And, and, and uh, I remember writing a, a, a book dealing with the culture and 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 so i went to the book that i wrote called what as we look at what is a disciple making culture and uh, it's, it is a system of shared beliefs values convictions and assumption that the church is obedient my friend to the command of christ by intentionally making disciples and disciple makers for christ you see. And so uh, that's what I believe a disciple making culture is. And as you press on as a core team, my friend, towards your goal, there's times when you start feeling worn out and will experience the temptation to quit, to quit. Say, I don't want to do this anymore. Now, what what are the cause Are the causes of? getting into this place where you want to quit. It starts first inwardly, inwardly. That becomes a, a drifting from one's own spiritual dis- disciplines. And I'm talking about spending time along with Christ, with God in, in the Word and in prayer. This is very, very important. Uh, it's been so important in my life for over 50 years. Spending time meeting with God in the mornings before I do anything else. And in your core, there's some action steps that must take place. You need to take the time to ask each one of your core members, my friend, about their personal time in the word and in prayer. In the word and in prayer. I remember, uh, uh, you know, we used to ask each other what what God is teaching you through those times through his word and then asked about how god is encouraging them and challenging them and caring for them share from your with them your own time with god what god has been speaking to you share that with them my friend and then take the time my friend to to to, to pray with them to thank god for his grace and his goodness and his mercy you see take time to do that as a core team, it's very, very important. Because somebody is part of your core team don't mean that they have arrived. None of us have arrived. We're not going to arrive until Jesus come back, my friend. Amen. Amen. And so that's when we will arrive. But, and then, outwardly, one of the things that I found was attacked attack by others. I recall during the Height of the civil rights movement. The gentlemen who say, who God used to lead me to Christ were come and, and picked me up. And as they were discipling me, and, and of course the navigators was, was they were all lily white, okay. And so therefore it it, 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 it there was there was there was no black folks around. And so they would pick me up. And so my roommates, two black guys. Um, that I used to go over to the PX with, you know, drink beer, and we chase the ladies, and, and all of a sudden, God started transforming my life, and as my life was being transformed, I didn't want to do those things anymore with them, and, uh, and, and uh, they would call me things like Uncle Tom, and, and, uh, and, and then, they, then eventually, they, they beat me up, blood running down my face, and, and, and man, I just cried out, God, I'm not going back no more. I'm not going back no more with that group. I'm, I'm dropping it. And it was more pressure because it was during the civil rights movement. And and for black folks to be seen with white folks back in those days, my friend, it wasn't good for you. Okay? And so, and so but nevertheless, um, I, because of that commitment that I made to, to Jesus Christ to be my Lord and my commitment to the calling to make disciples, my friend, it it caused me to, to hang in there and not give up. You see, that's where it has to be. You see, and that's important, my friend. It has to be there. And as we look at this and, and then there's a. People can be disobedient to the mandate or to the command that Christ have called us to make disciples and just not do it. Then some people have a fear. And the scripture said, God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If it didn't come from God, where did it come from? You see. Now, what kept me going? It was my personal relationship with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and my willingness to obey his command to make disciples. And I told you before as well, it was my sense of calling from God to make disciples. And you need to remember, my friend, too. sometimes you you work with people that seem like you're wasting your time. And you got to remember, my friend, they are not your disciples. You are making disciples for Christ. Amen. Okay, you got to remember that. You see, got to remember that. And then the author has in this book, as we looked at uh, convictions that we must have, he he has three D's and the first D is discipline. My friend, we must obey the command from the Lord God Almighty to make disciples. Be willing to obey, not willing, but do it. And we must repeatedly be filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, you need the Holy Spirit. You need uh, the inner prompting and the, en- and the enabling power of the Holy Spirit, my friend, uh, to endure and not quit. You need the power of God in your life. And you need to practice. My friend, that's times that uh, you see in the scriptures, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Stop! There's a command there. Stop being filled, uh, being controlled by alcoholic beverages, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit and are controlled with the Spirit of God. And so when the Spirit of God is in you, as you looked at one of the verses, Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the othermost parts of the earth. You receive power. And then, my friend, an action to this is that we need to encourage one another in your core group. Encourage one another. It's very important uh, to get rest. You need physical rest. This is important. And you need to be refreshed physically, emotionally and mentally, as well as spiritually. You need to be revived. So encourage one another to hang in there. We need we need to get a rest. I know my wife and I we got away. I told her I don't want to go see nothing. I just want to get away. So we went to a place called Houston Woods. All was there was a was 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 a large lake and a bunch of woods. That's all I needed, and and I needed emotional rest, physical rest, mental rest, spiritual rest. I needed it all, okay. And so. And so we went there and and got replenished. So encourage one another, my my friend. See, a time of refreshing comes through spending time along with God. It is important, but you need to get away. Jesus got away and he spent a time along with his father. You need to do this, my friend. This is important. I really believe, I'll be honest with you, it's probably the most important part because you can't even worship God if you don't get time with him. Most of us think the big large services is what worship is about. No, worship is when you with God alone. Oh, hallelujah, my friend. And then you are prompted by the Holy Spirit to worship God through his word. The word of God and the spirit of God is prompt you to worship him. That's what gives you that spirit of refreshing. That's what you need, my friend, in your life. And then the next D is what he called discipling, or reminding, we need to remind each other of God's given purpose as a team by asking the following questions. I remember we used to ask back in the 60s when we saw one another, hey, where's your man? And on the day that sounds a little, yeah, you know, and where's your man? Otherwise, what we were asking, where's your disciple? Who are you discipling? We kept challenging each other to make disciples. You see, we didn't say, hey man, what's happening? We said, Where is your disciple? That's part that was part of our cultural language. And and then the other thing that we that we would do, we would say, what is your latest? In other words, what is your latest scripture memory verse? It's what we would ask them. You see, and, and then you'll feel embarrassed if you don't have a a, a a scripture to blot out to them. You see so some people think that well that's a little rigid, but that's okay it helped me you know I really appreciate it you're being challenged you know and i I shared with uh one the the nav uh, rep dana uh the other the other night uh, a card that I have in my pocket it got a hundred and two verses on it and uh and uh it was given to me by nav rep back in the sixties I had it and then, Topical memory system had back in those days had 102 verses on it, and the old mind. I'm 74 years old now, so the old mind, the old mind don't memorize as well anymore. But what I what what I do is review, 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 review. I try to just 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 really keep what I already know. You see, just review over and over and over again. Very very important. So. Uh, then the last D is direction. You need to have a plan. You must have a plan and a goal and an objective. The plan is how will I do my discipleship ministry in my local church? How will I do it? Okay. And then the goal, basically, these are, these are basically, my friend, steps as to things that you want to accomplish to reach accomplish your plan and then the objectives my friend are those things that help you accomplish your goals you need to do that
0: Hello Disciple Makers Podcast listeners, I want to invite you to the 2022 National Disciple Making Forum here in Nashville, Tennessee on October 5th and 6th. Jesus had a strategy, a plan, and a roadmap for making disciples. In other words, He was highly intentional. He guided, coached, and developed His disciples into full-on disciple makers, and by living out the Great Commission, they changed the entire world. We're constantly gaining new insight about intentional discipleship as we look closely at Jesus. And if we're thoughtful and prayerful, we can apply many of those same practices today. So head on over to discipleship.org to buy your tickets for the 2022 National Disciple Making Forum. I look forward to seeing you there.
2: At this time, I'm going to invite Pastor Delano Robinson to come up, and as he speaks on the next area called, We Must Be Rooted in Christ, and and we'll have uh, some discussion time, and then um, uh, I'll come back and do the conclusion.
3: All right, so let's look at um, this next section, um, We Must Be Rooted, because when you're going through uh, situations in your life, and you're looking Uh, endure doing discipleship with the the, the different many challenges, Uh, you need to have an anchor. You need to have something that's going to keep you stable and solid so that no matter what goes on, you uh, you remain to the course. Let me ask you this uh, question this morning. Uh, What if I asked you about what kind of tree describes you? Would it be a, a oak tree or a palm tree? Right. So just think about that for just a minute. What would you be, an oak tree or a palm tree? Because uh, based on your selection will determine your your endurance. You see, an oak tree has deep, deep roots. That's why you don't see oak trees falling over very often. And they last a long time. Why? Because they have deep, deep roots. But I don't know about you, but I've seen plenty of palm trees fall over. Why? Because their roots are shallow. They're not. They don't go very deep. Right. So when the storms and the weather gets inclement or whatever it may be, they're subject to toppling over. So what then keeps the disciple maker rooted? Well, we believe here you must be rooted in Christ. A great text that reminds us of, of that is Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk you in him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Let me ask you this question as well. How do you get your joy back? Probably was first introduced to discipleship and you start going down that trail, and this happens, that happens, and it tends to want to take the joy out of. Anybody been there? You've been there. Was like, man, I just, as Zach was saying, I want to give up. This is too much. This is this is crazy. Well, we want to encourage you. Make sure you're rooted in Christ. This verse helps us stay rooted in Christ. So, some things about this verse you want to know, which is very important, that faith has come. By the word of God. Receiving Christ okay, has come through the word of God. All right. And so what must happen is the same Bible, the word of God that came to you, that created for you and I salvation is the same gospel, and the word of God that's going to sustain you for everyday faith. It's very important because sometimes we understand, hey, we have saving faith. We become a Christian. But do we not understand that we have to have faith every day? to make it, to move ahead, to do what God calls us to do. And so we we accept the Christ by faith. And so we must walk uh, in him by faith. So, so important. There are several texts that I think that are very important that helps with this. Um, as you look at Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, which you are probably familiar with, the favorite verses, right? Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have surrounded our, uh, ourselves with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings to uh, so uh, closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How do we do that? What's key here? Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You mentioned that in those passages right there. This endurance is mentioned twice. But it's found in Christ and it's keeping our eyes on Christ, because if if we give our eyes off Christ and making disciples, we can often get discouraged. As we're looking at the world and things are all around us. But we also have to keep in mind uh, Romans 12, one and two. Right. We have to keep our minds together. Romans 12, one and two. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you that By testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Our minds. So as we as we think about this, remember that we are to be listening to the voice of God. As John 10, 27 reminds us, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. What's important about uh, Colossians 2, 6 and 7 is that. This talks about when you receive the word, it's a word that that's that um, has come to you. The word of God it has been transmitted by God. And it's a word that uh, talks about how you can be enticed away from other words, with other words. So here's what I'm going to say. How do we do this? We must remember that it's the word of God that brought us faith. Right. And it's the word of God that we need for every day. But also, secondly, we must resolve to live out the word without giving in to the words of the world. Just think about when we do want to quit and we don't want to hang in there. What voice, what words are we listening to? Are we listening to the words of Christ? Are we listening to ourselves and we listening to others? And so being rooted in Christ uh, has this emphasis. Of making sure we remain listening to God, rooted in God's word. Does God want us to disciple? Yeah. Does. yeah. Does, does Satan want us to disciple? There's only two choices we have, so we must maintain this understanding. All right. So um, the other thing about this is very important. Is it just kind of unfold a little bit of this verse? Is that being rooted means you are firmly planted and fixed. It gets back to some of the convictions. What are your convictions? See, convictions is things that people can't move you from no matter what. No matter what happens, or no matter what the circumstance or the situation is, convictions, they go deep. They are deeply planted. They're like, you know, cement for the, the foundation of a house. <laughs> OK, Now, understanding when you got a firm foundation, you can build upon it. But if your foundation is messed up, (laughs) you know, your stuff is uh, subject to crumbling. Can't build very much on that. So here's what he's saying being rooted, okay? Roots going deep, Christ. So then you can now build upon it. See, our victory comes in Jesus Christ. And so no matter what we face, long as we have him, we can make it. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians 311 for no other foundation can be laid than who? Jesus Christ. That's right. One la- one other thing to this is. What happens in our conviction is we must remain committed to the word for spiritual growth and strength. I found, brothers and sisters, is that if I'm struggling to endure or to keep going, I go back to the word. And when I get into the word of God, the word of God through the spirit of God works on my heart, my mind to give me the grace and strength to do what I don't have in, in and of myself to do. It energizes us. So we must remain in the word It's what Doc talked about earlier uh, of of that time alone with God. You got to go back to that in those difficult times to endure. You got to get back to that time where there's nobody else but you and the Lord. And fulfilling his calling on your life to make disciples and be a disciple maker. Now, as Colossians reminds us. When we do this, when we commit to the word of God, the word of God that not only saves us, but the word of God that sustains us and and gives us faith for every day. The word of God that we are to commit to and not allow the words of the world to crowd in on in us. As we remain committed to the word of God for spiritual growth and strength, there is something that happens at the end of verse seven that I want you to see That's very important. Remember, it says this, as you were taught the word again, abounding in thanksgiving. I just wanna say to you, here is now the result of being in the word, getting back to the word. It will allow you and I to abound, overflow, In Thanksgiving, get your joy back. Mm -hmm. And it comes to a relationship with God. it, it, It comes to a time of remaining in the word of God. And you can get your joy back. You can get that focus of direction. Right. So that's that's very, very important to keep in mind. So we must remain the team. You must remain rooted. Never get away from that. And you do that together, as Doc has said, as you, you know, correspond and keep one another accountable. But that's where it's at. It's no big glorious thing. It's, just, it's the simple things. You, as you continue to grow, as I continue to grow, it's the simple things. I haven't, uh, you know, been overwhelmed by the, quote, quote profound things. I just got to go back to the simple things. It's remaining in that word. You'll see how much and how powerful that is. All right. Well, I'm going to give it back to Doc at this point. We're going to do discussions at the end.
2: Thank you. As my brother was sharing about. Uh, being restored and I thought about my latest memory verse, Psalm fifty-one, twelve. David wanted to quit and give up. As you see his prayer out to God, cry out to God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. You know, as he he cried out and asking God to restore the joy of his salvation. Sometimes we need uh, to be restored, my friend. Uh, We get tired. And uh, that joy, as my brother said, it comes from spending time with God. Now, as I would like to do as, as part of my conclusion, and then we will open up for the questions. In the book of Revelation, I got two verses I want to read, and uh, I will conclude with these two verses. Uh, verse Chapter 2, uh, verses 4 and 5 of the book of Revelation. He says, Nevertheless, as Jesus is speaking to the church of Ephesus, nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. First of all, my friend, when we get to the place where we wanna quit, sometimes it's because we left our first love. Who is our first love? Jesus. You see. God wants to be, the Lord Jesus wants to be first in your life. Matthew 6:33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. We need to put Christ first in our lives. He needs to be on the throne. This is important that he be on the on the throne. Uh, sometimes our service, it become very mechanical, and our quiet time just become a routine. Yeah, I, I met, I met with God, but it's just a routine kind of a thing. But, but it's it's no joy in it. It's not real. So we must replace our love for God, my friend, uh, 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 with a love. Some of us, you know want to replace our love for for God, for love for the world. But Jesus wants to be first in our lives. Now, how do you get back to your first love? He says in their text, go back to where you're falling. This is the first step to correct. Our departure from God. Ask God to restore you the joy of your salvation. As I said, David said, "My friend." And then he went on to say, in the same verse, "And I uh, will teach transgressors their ways, and sinners shall be converted unto you." You will see salvation. You see people getting saved. Okay, now that's what the scripture said. I didn't say it. So, ask your core group the following question. When did I lose my love for God? When did you lose your love for God? And you can tell that when people just start being mechanical in their commitment to making disciples become mechanical. When did I lose my joy? You know, we sing our song, I got that joy, 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 down in my heart to stay. Do you really have that joy? As I look in the scriptures in Galatians chapter 5, my friend, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, joy is one of the ingredients of the fruit of the Spirit. Joy. So when we are filled with God's Spirit, we got Joy. We have joy. And there's times when we need to be restored, my friend, uh, of this joy. And and I have the tendency to go back to the cross. Remember that Jesus Christ, my friend, it should have been me hanging on that cross, but instead he took my place. He died, he shed his precious blood, went into Hades, and resurrected on my behalf, in order that I may have life. And have it more abundantly and eternal life you see and so i i, I get excited about that but when i go back to the cross practice going back to the cross it remind you who you who you were help you to appreciate what jesus have done for you my friend. yes i want to serve god because i wouldn't even be here if he hadn't went to the cross we gotta get excited about that my friend You really believe it, my friend, really believe it. And sometimes we in our churches, we have made other things a great priority. What is the first uh, task of the church that Jesus have given to the church is to make disciples. And some of us, we made our music ministry and that ministry more important than discipleship. Very little discipleship is going going on in the churches today. It's not a priority. You got to make it. Your number one priority next to your relationship with God, that personal time alone with God. Very, important. Then you need to repent uh, and, and change your attitude or your mind towards Christ. Important here. There are times when we need to repent, my friend. You need to say, God, I blew it. You might as well be honest. None of us are perfect. Is that, are we having the perfect people in here? Hmm? I know I'm not. You see? And so we need to repent. And go back to, the, to your first love. Man, true love is always manifested in what it produces. In John chapter 15, verse 5, uh, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same, bring forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Nothing. Nothing you need to stay connected to him. This is important here. I know, you know, uh, uh, I'm old school. I, I believe in preaching the Bible. You know, these young guys, man, they, they love to tell stories. Okay? But I believe in preaching the Bible because I believe that the, the Bible is the word of God. It's God breathed. I believe it's the word of God that is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. To- to- I believe it's the word of God that saves souls. My friend, we must get back to preaching and teaching of the word of God. It's okay with telling a story. So, so then we go and find a few little scriptures to support our story. Preach and teach the word of God. That's what changes people's lives. We've got to get back to it. Got to get back to it. I have passion about that. So I, I don't want to take up all the time. We're going to have some time for discussion. Is that right? What time is it? eleven forty two okay, we have time for some for some for some discussions but and questions but 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 uh, my brother's going to come and need that, and i'll be part of the answering of the questions but uh, but anyway, that's what we're going to open it up t- to now. Uh, I was about ready to preach, so I figured I had to stop <laughs> I had to stop man. I had to stop yeah, okay yeah we have come to that time we would like to hear from you, and so um I think what we would like to do, there's two gentlemen over there, they're still talking, so they, perhaps they have something good to tell us. So uh, we're gonna let that spokesman share with us their answers to the questions. Uh, the question is, what is the vision for making disciples and disciple makers? Okay, you may resume.
0: Well, I think the vision starts in Genesis with that with Abraham, mm-hmm. and to get the clear picture that we exist to fulfill Revelation seven nine,
2: mm-hmm. so that every man of every tribe, every language will fall down to the face of God, mm-hmm. and then we were given our strategy to do that is through the Great Commission. Yes, which is a command. There's only one imperative command in the Great Commission. That's right. That is make disciples. Yes, sir. So the, division, the, the the
0: vision is to make disciples so that one day all people will fall on their face and weren't just by God, our,
2: our heavenly Father. Amen. Praise God, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, we'll move over to the center table there.
1: So we, we kind of brought it down to uh, what, is it, what is the vision for making disciples where we are? Right. And based on, the commission of christ mm-hmm. we feel like we need to get involved and get two or three people together making them disciples who will in turn make disciples and repeat that process yes uh, until
2: jesus comes. amen praise god well that's what jesus did with the 12 or 11 really is that what he did right you and i are products of that today yes okay good and we make our way here yes sir right here? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. Uh, create a culture where we're getting people
3: walking with God, and then they are leading others to Christ. So, uh, spiritual generation, spiritual reproduction.
2: Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Yes, sir. So, okay. Um, we kind of talked a little bit about just the, uh,
1: the context of the, the churches that we're that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, our church has taken a very Second
0: um, uh, Timothy two two approach. Mm-hmm. Our our eldership team has, has started in a curriculum where we did it together,
1: and
2: then we split yeah.
0: into groups of two. Yes,
1: four more men. Mm. So uh, we're at a second generation right now.
0: Praise now God. We're
1: now starting the first generation
2: with the women. In the church. Amen. That's what the well, that's a blessing. Yes, yes. That's how it all starts, man. That's how it all starts. Yes, yes, indeed. So um, let us um, start here at this table,
1: making mm. disciples and disciple makers. We begin uh, Matthew twenty-two. Uh, Deuteronomy six, right? We love the Lord our God with all our hearts, soul, mind, yes. and it, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Yes. So ultimately, we are being and we are doing. Mm. Being what God has made us to be, a yeah. disciple, and doing His work, making disciples. Yes. And so, uh, you know, all of those scriptures that you told. Yes. Luke nineteen, Matthew, Mark sixteen, John twenty, Matthew twenty-eight.
2: Amen? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's
1: what we are called through Revelation 7-9. That's the vision of what he is. Amen. us toward. Yes. So let's fulfill that
2: mm-hmm. and, and win more. Amen. Right Praise God. What a blessing. Hallelujah. The rear table back there. Uh, we'll go real quick. I mean, since we all have six minutes left. Okay. The vision for church is for us, as, you know, my church, we, we adopt this as our vision. So I would point to this. Okay. How to make Okay. All right, and I believe that's on everyone's table. Okay. Okay. We only got we only got a few more minutes. We had
1: select the core team and start working towards transforming the culture by by that outward of
2: disciples. Yes. Yes. Amen. That's how it works. That's how it works, and I do know that uh, uh, I, if it's possible. I mean, I know everybody because our time is about up. Name something that causes us to quit, that you, that have caused you to quit, that you've
3: experienced. Let's start back with this table right here. Well, one of the things
1: that came up at our table is um, cultural inertia in a church.
3: The older the church is and the more established it is, the harder it is to get that battleship training.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
3: And because it, of that hardness...
2: That caused you to want to mean, give up, huh? It,
3: it mm-hmm. you to give up. Oh, right, right, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, I got you.
3: Fighting the battles. Mm-hmm.
2: Discouraging. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. okay. So if, you're, if you're attempting to create that cultural transformation and you get so much pushback, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it can be discouraging.
2: Yeah. That's why it had to be a gradual thing, you know. You move with the movers and, and, and continuously to celebrate. See, but again, we celebrate other ministries, but we don't celebrate discipleship. Raise it to the top of the list, my friend, and uh, celebrate it. We give rewards out uh, 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 at the, not, uh, I mean, awards out, uh, certificates out at the end of every year for the ones who have been involved more so in making disciples for Christ. Yeah. That's how you change that right. culture.
3: You're exposing people to it. You're encouraging them to it. And even if you start with a few, you know, one person at a time training each one. And then several that might go be in a class. And so now the culture is changing. You're not forcing it on people. You know, you're asking them to come to the discipleship training. And then, you know, all of a sudden you, you bring them before. Hey, these people have completed the discipleship training and they're looking to make disciples. You know, as we make the disciple makers. And so you're just exposing the church to it. and So it's now becoming more in the forefront of what we're doing, and what we're about. Right. And you're not having to you know, right. necessarily do the, the big battles. It's just
2: right. It slowly. right. I, I believe our time is up. Is that right? All right. All right. then. Well,
3: thank you. We know we want you to get started on these questions just to continue to do these questions and okay, mm-hmm. this is just a start to see how he, the process works and how it can be done mm-hmm. now um, the Navigators at their book table downstairs they're giving out a free book the foundations of a biblical um, what's that
2: core thing core making culture yeah discipleship uh, discipleship making make it, make it, okay yeah making so, culture so
3: it's a free book so you need to go by that table and get it alright mm-hmm. hey blessings on you mm-hmm. yeah,
2: blessings. yeah thank you um,
0: want to say thank you so much for listening i hope that you enjoyed navigators church ministries track session from last year's forum and i also want to encourage you to go ahead and mark your calendars like i said in the ad for october 5th and 6th this year as we do another forum it's going to be a great time all right y'all thanks so much for listening and i'll catch you on the next episode